gentlemen welcome to the bitkashi cam podcast on today's episode we have with us meher kalra meher serves as the director at gallery navya founded in 2004 gallery navya showcases internationally acclaimed indian artists such as parish mehti sh raza manu parekh amongst others Meher has attended various courses on art business from Sotheby's Auction House London. I can't wait to dive into an art-filled exciting conversation with Meher. So without further ado, let's welcome Meher. Meher, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me here, Sudhi. I know you're coming directly from your gallery yes. to our studio. I have to ask you what's in your bag. What's in my bag? Okay, <laughs> let's let's look at what's in my bag today. Um, my phone, of course. I have a to-do um, book, planner. A planner. I have to have my mala. Okay, what this, is basically? What is that? It's just um, gives me a lot of faith and strength, and I have to do it once a day. So, like a spiritual a totem. Spiritual mala. Yeah. Um, nice. I have um, makeup. Pouch. Of course. You can invite me anywhere. <laughs> I'll be ready. I carry. I love accessories. So my bag is full of accessories. Love it. I have a capsules. My voice keeps going all the time. <laughs> and um, oh, I have a coffee uh, candy because sometimes meetings get boring, so I need to pop it. And uh, I still carry a face mask. Oh really? Yeah, okay. I still carry it. Like old habits die yeah. hard. You never know where <laughs> you need it, so I carry that with me. And yeah, just I wonder. So now that we are all warmed up, let's mm -hmm. dive into the serious questions. Okay. <laughs> so you hold a degree from uh, University of Massachusetts, and before joining Navya, you worked as a forex trader. and an auditor at pwc so finance to art that's a big leap so how did that come to be um so i've always so finance numbers come good to me so i always was interested in accounting but art is passion it's clearly passion right from the beginning it's been um, you know i've been passionate about art my journey actually started with my father uh he was an art uh, collector at a very early age in college he used to go to all the art galleries he interacted with a lot of nice. um, you know artists progressive artists at that time and so he built his what collection. time period are we talking this about this is in his college days so like about 40 years back oh wow 40 years back yeah. and uh, every time he would buy art and once we were born of course we right from the early age he would bring art he would uh, put it up on the walls and he'd tell us about it and the next few days would just be like questioning and he'd be like so what did you learn about it what do you like about it and um, we would we were taught about art on our dining table we were asked which is your favorite artist mm -hmm. so one has always been passionate so when i moved from um, pwc to ranbaxy for my currency trading that time art um, a lot of art funds were coming up Okay. So I started art business, and then I got into um, you know art was something that I knew that I had to live with. You know, it's okay. just I love like you know um, the fact that I can help people invest into art, curate homes, you know, work with the creativity around me. 
this was something that was like something that I always envisioned for myself as I grew older. But Gallery Navya was started by your mum-in-law, yes. and you joined her. So anyway, that's a very interesting, delicate relationship dynamic to have. How do you balance this relationship, both inside the office and then at home? So yeah, so Navya was actually started about 19 years back by uh, my mum-in-law. I joined her 14 years back, and um, I think it's I think we handle it beautifully. Um, you know, we have um, she handles all the senior artists. Um, I handle all the junior artists. We curate okay. our shows separately, but we schedule and plan together. So we sit on the calendar every month, both of us together. Um, you know, we plan our exhibitions and we mm -hmm. take advice from one another uh, in the exhibitions that we are curating. And sometimes we get outside curators to curate exhibitions for us. And so all the planning and all of that happens together. Uh, the executions, we have our teams, executions happen separately. Uh, but what is really nice is I think she really respects the fact that I'm her daughter-in-law. And I think the most important thing for me right from the beginning has been I never forget that she's my mom-in-law. Uh -huh. So that relationship is number one for me. Yeah. And then comes work. So at any point, um, you know, even if I'm a little frustrated or something, I always remind myself The respect that, is uh, intact. Yes, it has to be. Like but the I, first thing is that yeah. she's my mom-in-law. But I think you guys have really segregated your work very well. Yes. I think which is where half the conflicts are automatically yes. resolved. So you mentioned that you take care of the emerging artists. Yes. So I'm guessing that's where your passion lies. Why is that so? So um, I think that's something that was new to Navya, which I brought. And I feel like, you know, when I joined in uh, with Navya, I started this series called Within Reach. Okay. And uh, within reach was, um, you know, young artists promote young emerging artists and it was for youngsters. So okay. it was affordable art by young emerging artists. They could be out of college. They could be, um, you know, somebody who's been practicing for a few years and uh, it was for youngsters. I wanted okay. it to be affordable so youngsters could come in. They could kind of not feel overwhelmed because galleries can overwhelm a lot of young uh, people. Could be stuffy and yeah. scary because like looking at the price points exactly. and the masters. Yeah, so here yeah. it was within reach. Um, you know, people got to get affordable art, good art, understood. Mm. And it was their first step towards coming towards the gallery. And it's also a very smart business decision. Yeah. And I and automatically yeah. these people then start collecting art yeah. and understanding art because now they're not yeah. overwhelmed with this space. Yeah. And uh, then they invest into art, which is something that because again coming back to, you know, my background is finance and accounting, you know, I passionately also think about art as an investment. You know, I True. feel like very, yeah. you know, happy advising people on that as well. And I feel like, you know, it's it's a great thing for youngsters to start, you know, collecting and then eventually invest and like all of that. And you're also incubating young talent, yes. which is so important. Yes. Like you're giving yeah. them a space to grow yeah. and probably uh, connect with clients they might not have access to yes. otherwise, yes. which is so amazing. What are the emerging artists you are betting on? So <laughs> we I, need to know. <laughs> so some of the young uh, emerging artists are, uh, there's Lal Bahadur. 
Okay. Sandeep Jigdan, there's Gurmeet Marwas. Yeah, those are quite a few. Yeah. Okay. Just for everybody listening, yeah. so that we know what's hip and trendy and what is also good as an investment. Yeah. Going a little back to uh, your role mm-hmm. at the gallery. So you said your mother-in-law started it 19 years ago and then you joined her five years later. So looking back at your journey, especially because you came from, you had that experience, that corporate hardcore finance experience. What do you think you brought to the table or the changes you were able to make in the way it was functioning? So I think um, for me, it would be um, my style of leadership. Um, That would be um, very different. So I feel like, you know, recognizing that, you know, my strengths lie in listening. Um, You know, I'm I'm a good delegator, Um, you know, execution. And delegation is a major. I'm very good with planning and scheduling. Um, You know, so I brought that to the table the way I, and one of my strengths is in my, um, my leadership is partnership. So I believe in, I'm a very trust, uh, like I I believe in people, I trust people very easily. So partnerships work, you know, I got, uh, we got a lot of uh, corporates to partner with us, such as Taj, DLF, Adani Group, Bird Group, GMR. So we curate a lot of their spaces. So I think those would be uh, my strengths and what I got, yeah. So delegation, teamwork, good listener, collaborator, those are like, yeah. All uh, qualities of a good leader. Uh-huh, thank you. <laughs> so I can yeah. see uh, how you've been such a pivotal role in the success of the gallery. You know, you spoke about, you touched upon art as an investment. So I want to talk to you a little bit about that. So when we see, say, our parents' generation, you know, they would only, people of that age group, uh, would probably only buy the masters, a Hussain mm. or an Anjali Menon, or these days a Paresh Mehti. They are of course masters, their works are beautiful, but one of the driving forces behind that artwork is that it's going to appreciate in mm. time. But then how we spoke briefly about there's this younger audience and I also see it amongst my uh, age group of people, people who have now suddenly have a disposable income, they are more emotive when it comes to buying art. They might not go for the brand name, they might go for a piece that's actually moving them. So do you see this dichotomy in the Indian consumer? So yes, it is shifting and I think um, it's shifting because of technology. You know, at that time, um, you know, a lot of our our, our collectors, senior collectors, would be, you know, buying a lot of canvases and paperworks and sculptures. But now you have so many options. You yeah. Know, you have your digital art, video art, you know, you have these, uh, uh, like ceramics were there as well at that time. But I feel like there's so much there that a lot of the young generation is kind of getting attracted towards that. You know, yeah. And they are collecting that. And I think what is very important is, you know, something that moves you, like you said, you know, something that you relate with and which you can see day in, day out. Um, you know, something that gets a different emotion out of you. I think those are uh, very important factors to collect art as well. So, yeah. yes, it is changing, you know, over time, over generations. It's changing how the youngsters are now um, buying a lot of different new age art. And you see that? Yes. That's two clientele in your it, gallery. Yes, but I, I hardly see the shift 
of the, the senior collector moving towards that. I still see that they are still, um, you know, they are very attached to patrons of yes. the masters. Yeah, they are still attached to that, yeah. and which is amazing. Which is, which is, yeah, yeah, you know, which is amazing. You know, because we're talking about masters and we're talking about art uh, mm. and canvases. So during the pandemic and even right now, everything is moving online, but art will still remain expressive. So do you feel a shift, like especially during the pandemic and now, you think it's harder to get people into your physical gallery space? How have you navigated that? So in COVID, of course, um, you know, it was challenging and, you know, with times we had to, um, we did like virtual rooms, galleries uh, for visitors to kind of see it because we want to give them the experience of actually coming to a gallery space. So it was all virtual, the walkthroughs were virtual. And, uh, but of course, having said that, once COVID ended and we had a first exhibition and we had people coming in, I think the joy of actually seeing an artwork physically you know touching yeah. it people expressing their feelings it's something else so yeah. i think it'll always be there you know physically seeing an artwork versus something that you see online Virtually, yeah yeah it just doesn't people are not able to relate to express uh, how an artist would like to see yeah. You know? so yeah I, I love that because i i love art and then there's this entire online buzz of how nfts are going to replace yeah. Everything uh, which is physical, there's so much buzz, buzz around NFTs. But as a curator, as in as someone who you know consults people on investing in art, what is your take on NFTs and where are they headed? So NFTs, as you know, they're digital assets, right? Their yeah. ownership of uh, could be of an artwork, music, anything. Um, so. For us, it's something that is trending, um, you know, it is internationally, globally doing well and we'll see where it's headed. Um, as a gallery, we are not, um, you know, promoting it, we are not into it as of yet. And the reason being because the regulations are not very clear right now okay. in India. And I'm sure over the years, there'll be a clarity of regulations, but because it's not there yet, uh, it's something that we are not, uh, you know, getting into. But you see uh, NFTs being here in the long yes. run. It's not just a trendy No, I thing see NFTs being here and I see people are going to, um, you know, buy it. But again, that audience, I feel, is a smaller audience as compared to the larger audience that physically wants to, um, mm. you know, see artworks. Because also artworks are more like the, the way you see artworks, it's, it's supposed to be generated by humans this has it has to have an emotion it has to have yeah. an imagination to it um you know so going ahead uh, you know even with the ai and all of that it's going to be tough to see that you know changing because uh, you know going backwards again it's, it's supposed to be more humanly uh, yeah handmade creativity cannot yeah. match Replaced. something that's made online at least yeah. that's my personal yeah opinion Talking a little bit more about that, like uh, of the camera, you were mentioning, you were talking about AI-driven art. Yeah. So what is that all about? <laughs> so a lot of artists, um, because if, now all these new technologies also are very helpful for all these artists. And it's just, um, you know, it's another way of expressing themselves also. So there are these artists, the AI artists who have come out. And uh, what they do is they create something and then they 
put it through AI and mm. a new form of art is generated. And it's all AI driven. And um, yeah, and that's what's being sold uh, online. And it's, it's a new trend. It's again, it's something that is going to be explored over time. And let's see how it's, how it's received. Mm. Uh, you know, that also plays a big role. You know, is there a demand for it as of now? Not really, but going ahead, maybe, you know, maybe there is going to be. Yeah. So exciting. Yeah. And it also gives Very. a lot more people to yeah. sort of Explore showcase their, things, new, yeah. yeah, showcase their creativity yeah. in different media. Yeah, touching a little bit about the India story. Yeah. So, what is your take of India vis-a-vis -vis the international art market? Like, where do we stand? India has a, a lot of potential yet. It's still not been discovered. It's not achieved as of now. Um, India is being recognized globally. Uh, but if you compare it to a China, um, you know, we have a really strong, uh, you know, history in art. We have traditions and all. Our heritage our and heritage, our culture. It's very strong and it goes way back, yeah. right? But uh, having said that, globally, we don't, uh, NRIs and they are not really bidding for Indian artists in the auction houses oh, really? as compared to Chinese oh. and you know other uh, you know Asian markets. So I feel like the Indian art is yet to be recognized globally much more than what it is, and that would only happen when um, you know the NRIs start bidding buying Indian art um, you know globally, not just in India but internationally. Wow, that's an yeah. interesting perspective yeah. so what are they buying they're not they're buying uh, so they're they're buying international artists and they're buying there are very few in nris who will actually go to auction houses and bid for our indian masters but so why the, is that so like so why i feel like according to me again we are just maybe a few steps behind china we are we are yet to be you know the ones they have to yet get there and kind of start recognizing the Indian history. They have to start recognizing and, you know, um, they have to start appreciating their Indian masters. And it's going to come over time as more and more art gets out there to them. And that's one of the reasons, one of the visions for Navya going ahead in the future is to make, uh, you know, Indian art more global, you know, reaching out there. And besides that, what are... Uh other future plans for the gallery? So for the gallery going ahead this uh, next year, we have a few international art fairs. And uh, yeah, and India, like in India, we have about five gallery spaces. You know, we started with one the, in the basement and now we have five. And oh, wow. Thank you. <laughs> and we are actually going ahead. We are looking at, you know, opening more spaces globally, taking Indian art uh, global. And that's something that we, that's our vision. You're a curator and, of course, a gallerist. And I personally, because I grew up with uh, a lot of exposure to art and culture around me from a very young age, thanks to my mom, looking back, I really feel it has shaped me to be the person I am today. And you told me you have two uh, young kids. How pivotal was it for you, you know, to expose them to art from a young age? Like, what part of exposure to art played in your parenting? So, you know, like you said, you know, you were exposed to art early. I, when I was exposed to art really early, my dad exposed me to art uh, when we were young kids. Mm -hmm. And the first art I would have bought was when I was 17 years old. You know, I saved up money and 
What what so, what did you buy? I bought a Rajinder Dhawan. It was he was oh, an wow. abstract artist from Paris. Oh wow! I loved it. I had to have my answers ready. Uh, why I want to buy him and my father. Really so you liked. had a pitch for your it, dad. <laughs> yes, and then of course I bought it because I was going to pay for it, and I bought it. But that's my first artwork, yeah. and and I wanted my kids to have that journey as well. Um, you know, from a very young age, and you know they have been interacting from art with artists. Uh, because with the gallery, they have you know so many artists coming in and out. And uh, what's very interesting is my daughter. She was born. She's born on second February, and she was born um, during the India Art Fair. Day. Oh yeah, yes. first Feb is when <laughs> India Art Fair happens. Happens. So those dates end Jan Feb is always yeah. overlapping. So as a you know <laughs> as a working mom, I've always felt guilty about the fact that I've never. Had a birthday party for my daughter, okay. and she's always come to the art fair to Is celebrate. Because you're always exhibiting I'm at the art fair. I'm always exhibiting at the art fair, and my daughter always has to come and celebrate her birthday so with me sweet. out there. Yeah. So as a result of which, my kids always look out for the art fair, for the exhibitions, and they love uh, art around them. They love the art fair. They love coming for all the exhibitions that we have, and other exhibitions that I take them to as well. And museums, um, and I feel like they're happier, and they have they imagine more, you know, when they see yeah. art. So I'm quite happy that they are having their own journey uh, with art. That's so interesting. So it's become yeah. a birthday tradition for your daughter. Yeah, it has been. <laughs> yes. Before we wind up the question, I really because this is something I have thought about a lot. I know my answers. So I want to ask you: in a utopian world where money. Or legality or international laws, none of that mattered. Which artwork would you own, Mona Lisa. <laughs> internationally <laughs> or Indian? Like one artwork that you would be like, this is mine, a Mona Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and why? Just I think that awe of just seeing the Mona Lisa when you yes. see it for the first time, you fall in Without love with glass. it. Without the glass, yeah, you fall in <laughs> love with it. So I think that, yeah, yeah, has to and be with me. Do her eyes actually follow us? Yeah, I think so. They do, yeah, right? They do. Like a, yeah, when you move, I've, I've seen it uh, twice, and I yeah. always yeah. feel always. like yeah. it's yeah. eerie yeah. that she's following always you. Looking, uh, yeah. <laughs> what about for you? Um, <laughs> we have learned. So I would. Buy anything. And I would own anything by Frida Kahlo. She's uh, one of my absolute heroes. Um, of course, she was super talented, but also because of her uh, life journey and everything she went through. So I personally feel like her art literally was her medium of expression. Yes. You know, you told me you've never done this before. So this is your podcast, and let me tell you, you're absolute natural at it. So, looking back at this conversation, yeah. like what do you feel has been your biggest takeaway or your learning? Wow, now it's so relatable. Thank you, thank you for the thought. I feel like um, when I was coming here, I was very nervous about it, <laughs> and I was like, I'm not sure. But I think just kind of hearing this conversation and going back to, I think I said a few things out aloud, and I think my take back would be making sure that I do them. Ahead, you know, uh, that would be my. Now that schedule. it's out in it's the universe, out there, I must make sure that I do it and get it, achieve it. I love that. Yeah, I'm and sure because you she will. can, because so, yeah. she can, yes. because you can, and you will. Yes. So Meher, now we have a super fun segment lined up with you. 
with Neha, who's already in the studio here with us. Hi. Hi. Hello. So good to meet you good again. You. Hi, Stuti. Hello. Yup. So what madness we created in Vanco event, guys. Oh my God. Our team so together. Fun. That was, that was, yeah. The team reunites. Our yes. team yeah. reunites. And I'm so grateful to the circumstances to know such a beautiful person like you. Oh, so At heart. Same. Same here. Are you ready? Our <sighs> listeners <laughs> want some fun questions to be asked for some little grilling. Oh my God. You ready? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Okay. So, why do you like being an art gallerist in three words? Um, it's fun. It's never boring. So, there's so much creativity around. I love that. Yeah. I was about to say, can I help you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, dig in your past and one day that you want to be played on loop. So many days. One would be my first exhibition that I did. My, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Which was that one? That was the one I did with Navya with the Within Reach. The first one, I was so nervous. And oh, yeah. I think it went out. It was received so beautifully. I got to put it to be on a repeat. <laughs> yeah. And I think second one is going to be this one. Today, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on loop. Yeah. On loop. On loop. On like loop. That. Yeah. One domain where you feel that India can take a leap, like probably in next couple of years or so. In general, in not India. only related to art, it can be anything that you feel like. So I think just India's heritage and culture, I don't think it reaches out there. Okay. So I think people talking about it and I just feel so like... So agree with that. Yeah, so I feel like that is something that... Yeah. So to promote India's... To promote, yeah, the culture, okay. the heritage, the fashion, like everything, lifestyle, yeah. art, all of... We're not there yet. We're not there yet. Why not? We have such brilliant people creating Amazing. it. So yeah. Amazing answer. Okay, what is one red flag for you? in any relationship i think uh, just break it up like loyalty yeah loyalty yeah okay corporate job or business entrepreneurship business. entrepreneurship oh lovely fame or money no money uh fame board games or outdoor sports board games <laughs> <laughs> which one any just any like these days with kids monopoly oh, <laughs> i love that monopoly for me these days Hitting a gym or a diet regime? Oh, hitting a gym. Any really? Time. Great. Spending time with your paintings and in the gallery or spending time with friends? Spending time with friends. Oh, lovely. <laughs> Very yeah. honest. Yeah. If you weren't an art gallerist, what would your dream job be? So I've asked myself this question many times oh. and it would be something related with fashion. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. You can still do both. Yes. It's yeah, <laughs> <so> much time. <laughs> yeah, would. Why not? So one instance where you felt that you may not be able to do or you were a little skeptical about, but after you did that, you said, oh, because I can and I did that. So I think this goes back to uh, when I was in school and I wanted to go to do my college abroad. But me being a daughter between two brothers, uh, it was very tough, but I convinced my dad and I went abroad, the first child to go abroad in my family. To study and yeah, because she oh, can. Oh wow! Yeah. Did and I really have the same? I love, I love that. that feeling. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. And thank you so much for being so candid for this segment. Thank you. Thank you, Meher. Um, thank you for joining us today. This has definitely been where a very art-filled, invigorating conversation. We have learned so much about the art world. 
and the Indian art market in specific. Before we end, one message you want to leave for our listeners about what does Because She Can mean to you? So I really strongly believe in Because She Can, uh, being brought up with two brothers mm -hmm. in a family, nuclear family. But uh, I believe that, you know, one has to really push your boundaries because she can. One has to really tell everybody out there, let's have a gender, uh, gender equality out there. So I believe in gender equality and that plays a very important wow. role. So Lovely. Yeah. Thank you. Thank, Thank you so you. much, Meher, Thank for you. joining us. We have our chairperson, Divya Jain of Wifelo Delhi, who's here to give a token of our appreciation to you. Thank you so much, Meher, for being here and doing Thank this. You. Thank you for having me. You were amazing, <laughs> as <you>. always. <laughs> you have inspired us. You have made us. Um, so excited. And, and really, thank you for contributing to Because She Can and being a part of this movement and really inspiring all of us uh, to be a better version of ourselves every day. Thank, Thank you. you. And this is a little something for you. Thank you. Oh.